take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hello, hackers. Welcome to episode 61 of the Fairway Finders podcast. It's a big week. It's Irish Open week. Myself and Steve are aboard. Unfortunately, we're a man down. We don't have brew uh, for this week's pod, which is a real massive shame as he nearly got another winner for us last week. But um, we'll crack on regardless. Steve, how are we going? I'm doing very well, Donnie. Glad to be back on uh, Irish waters, back to the motherland, as they say, and Jeez, back well, to. I hope you're not on Irish waters because, like, you're not going to be able to survive that long if you're fucking swimming for a week. Yeah, it's not well. Not swimming in Guinness, Donnie, is all I've been doing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. nice, nice to get fresh cans of Guinness, fresh pints of Guinness, and and cans of Guinness that are actually in date as well. So, it makes a nice change from for the last six months. Um, so yeah, doing doing well, as as good as you can be doing, Donnie. And for the avoidance of doubt, um, for any new listeners, this is actually a golf podcast, not just a drinking podcast. But we try and do both, and we do it with grace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so big week this week. Um, Steve, you were down a minute earlier today. How I was. Looking? Um, any fun stories for us? You were talking to a couple of famous faces. I was good to get down, yeah. Good to get down and see, see the place. The course looks as good as, as it has done. I, I, you play there, Donnie. I play there. Pristine, as you'd imagine. Um, yeah, went down there today, had a look around, got, got a chance to talk to, to one Tyrrell Hatton as well, as you do on a, a, a regular Tuesday. So yeah, that, that was no no big deal at all. Tyrrell Hatton, thank you very much for taking a couple of minutes out to chat to the Fairway Finders. Uh, we're here in Mount Julia, County Kilkenny. Uh, your first time here, Tyrrell, first time playing the course this week? It is, yeah. So we've just played the back nine this afternoon, so nice to get out and see it. Yeah, absolutely. And how is the game so far? How is it? Been brought to Ireland with you. Good, happy. Well, I uh, I hope it's not going to be as windy as this come <laughs> when the tournament starts. So it's um, obviously it's a pretty tough day with the wind, but yeah, just trying to get a feel for the golf course and it's pretty soft at the moment. Yeah. Hoping that no more rain kind of comes in. I haven't looked at the, what the forecast is kind of showing for this week, but um, yeah, it's pretty soft out there at the moment. And if, uh, no wind I imagine scoring will be pretty low yeah absolutely I think uh, Ireland were guaranteed rain guaranteed wind so um, I hope you have plenty plenty of layers with you for the for the weekend uh, just in terms of your your Irish open record over the last few years it's been been a little bit mixed I guess you've had some good finishes a, a fourth and a fifth uh, and as well as a couple of missed cuts as well so are you feeling confident as a game game in a good place do you think uh, I mean I don't, I don't really look at past results from tournaments to be honest right um yeah you, you try your best every week and some some weeks work out better than others um obviously games on the last few tournaments i've played hasn't been what i hoped it would be mm-hmm. um i did some work with my dad last week and hoping that kind of shows in this into this week so yeah we'll just see how it goes brilliant and then last question here like a big couple of weeks ahead for you uh scottish and then the obviously the open championship so excited to Get back home, get back to the, the local crowds. Yeah, it's, it's always um, fun playing close to home and the crowds are always brilliant. Um, always give a, a good atmosphere for the players and I'm sure 
be decent crowds this week and obviously in the Scottish and then the Open so yeah it should be three great tournaments and um, hoping I can play well. Brilliant, that's great, thank you very much Daryl, appreciate it. Alright cheers. Fucking windy down there boy. Windy it was windy there. yeah, I felt bad for the FedEx, he just came off, he came off the, the 18 green, obviously freezing because it had been, it'd been pissing rain, windy. Whether he played that well or not, I, I don't know. It was hard to hard to pick out from from that little little chat with him. But I'd say he, see, he sees the head on me, and I was like, "Oh, I have to fucking talk to this fella now for for a couple of minutes." Like for fuck's sake! <laughs> uh, fair fair play to a good sports, um, you know, n- nice fella. All these the the uh, image of of Tyrrell is that he's the the angry angry golfer or whatever. But yeah, calm as you like, lovely fella. It's just um, because because we live in this world of um you know the the sensationalist sensationalist kind of things, you know you could see Tara be laughing and joking around, and, and I've I've followed him around the golf course. He's a he's he's a great laugh, and sure we had we spoke to Vicar uh, his caddy at length back in Dubai in November, you know, and he, and it's just off the record though, Donny. Off the record that was, of course it was. Yeah, but um, it, well we just had it. We just had it. We just had a great a great time with him, and and you know. Uh, just you know, the, we love fiery golfers anyway. Fiery golfers make golf more interesting, and I'm all for fiery golfers. So the the Tyrrell Hattons of this world and the Siwoos of this world, um, they must be protected at all costs because every golfer on the planet can understand the frustrations, and that is part of the game. Is sometimes just the the, the game is is out to get you, and it feels like that. But uh, yeah, and he, he seems to be in that kind. He seems to be a little bit there, like not that I, not that we're pals or anything, but just from the brief conversation, he seems a little bit low on confidence. I'd say he doesn't seem like he's ready to go out and tear up a, a golf course. But do you know what? This would be typical golf betting. You actually physically talk to a guy, uh, he doesn't fill you with confidence, and then he goes out and and wins by six seven shots, and then you're there looking like a fool. But well. Um, I mean, if we're looking, if we're looking at the market, and we will be doing our Irish Open preview in a little bit, but you're looking at there are a few very class players in the field, and Terrell, a former winner at the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Bay Hill, is very much at the sharp end of classy players in the field this week. So yeah, yeah, so keep an eye out for him. There. Keep an eye out for him. But should we yeah. should we look look back, Donny, before we look forward? Yeah, so there's a hell of a lot to get through. We're going to try and touch on a few different things. There's a whole heap of good narratives and storylines in the last week. Obviously, we're existing in this world where golf is like fucking corporate love island uh, the last while. So I suppose we'll do breaking news first um, before we talk about last week's uh, tournaments and all the different mad drama that went on. Um there has been in the last hour or so a an update from the PGA and the DP World Tour. So they are uh, expanding and strengthening in in quote marks their strategic alliance. So this uh, partnership they they partnered up last year and, and as part of it they were including a much bigger a much bigger purse this week. So like the 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 purse for this week's Irish Open is I think double roughly double what it was last year. Um, obviously, it's a track, you know, Shane, Shane Lowry's over, Shane's power's over, Tyrrell's over, Peters is over, really strong field. Um, but yeah, so the PGA Tour is now going to help support the DP World Tour, like financially. Um, it's increasing its stake in European Tour productions from 15 to 40%. So I think one area that the European Tour has been beating the PGA Tour in is in terms of quality of content. They seem to do a lot of fun stuff and the PGA Tour kind of struggles to have fun because it's such a corporatized kind of tour now with all these different sponsors. Um, but yeah, this joint venture, there's a big long-winded uh, 
big long-winded press release about it. Obviously, it's partly you know in 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 direct response to you know what. And we're not even going there this week. Um, golf, just yes, anyone doesn't know what. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Basically, what's the one thing that I've pulled out of this that I think is quite interesting is the DP World Tour have pretty much at this point in time conceded that they are a stepping stone for golfers to bigger things. So what I mean by that is, um. They even refer to it in their in the press release that we want to strengthen the gateway from DP World Tour players getting to the pinnacle of golf, which is the PGA Tour. So the DP World Tour are basically saying, yeah, okay, we're kind of a glorified feeder tour, which, I mean, everyone knows. Yeah. It's the first time that they've, like, <laughs> it's the first time they've really admitted it. Admit it. Yeah, yeah. But, and do you know what this kind of reminds me of? Um, straight away when I saw the press release, I was like, for any Game of Thrones fans, this sort of feels like, you know, Jon Snow and Daenerys and everyone who was not a White Walker, they don't really like each other, but there's this big evil fucker that's going to wipe everyone out and they realise that they need to band together if they're going to fight this. So that's what, it just, it was screaming Game of Thrones to me, you know. I've never seen it, Donny. I must be one of the, the well, 1% on the planet that's never seen Game of Thrones. But listen, I'm going to say great analogy. Great, spot on. Fucking unbelievable analogy, actually. Yeah, well done. Yourself, pat on the back. And, well done, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, so that, that's the breaking news. Um, so Jay Monaghan and Keith Pelly, who's his, uh, who's our, his counterpart, the CEO of the DP World Tour. Um, they've been chatting. They held a press conference earlier. Check it out. Don't check it out. It's just the latest in this whole cascade of boardroom drama that's going on in golf at the minute. And f- like, I've gone from being very, uh, very outspoken about it and very passionate about it to being kind of an air of resignation, exhausted by it. So I think we'll move on because yeah. we're here because we love the game. We're not here because of politics. So yeah, you're you're not the only one, Danny. Just from from um, chatting to a few few lads in the the media center today, just about obviously you, you chat about what's been going on the last few months, and every single one of them is just sick of sick of it, the speaking about it, sick of hearing about it. It's like right, let's just let's get on with it. Let's we'll see we'll see what comes up in the future. But I'm just so tired of, of talking about it, and we're I think everybody's basically the same. Listener is probably sick of listening to it. Oh, 100%. The, o- the only thing I will say is <laughs> it is part of the effectiveness of this crack is people just get worn out from sports washing, sports washing. I'm sick of hearing about chopped up journalists, blah, blah. And they, and they kind of tune out because they just get sick of it. So they wear you down. So it's one of the reasons why, why it's so effective. Um, you know, and, and anyway, we'll park that. Anyway. We'll, talk anyway. some, we'll talk some golf. So, yeah. Mad weekend, like a brilliant weekend of golf. Um, yeah, you want to start? Uh well, I'll I'll get my heartbreak out of the way, right? And and as you know, I've been I've been sending single pictures of Patrick Cantley into our our little WhatsApp group for the last three three four days. So confident that he was going to win coming into he's playing with his one of his best buddies, Xander Shoffley on a Sunday. Xander is obviously the uh, Xander is traditionally in in Donny's words the bottler, and uh, and Paddy Ice. As a stop, stop fucking saying that, Paddy stop Ice, 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 ice cool, Paddy. Um, it looked like he was going to cruise to a victory in my head anyway, teeing it up on, on Sunday afternoon. But uh, one of the worst rounds of golf by, the, by probably the steadiest golfer out there it was one of the worst rounds of golf I've ever seen. He hit one shot in a par three into water that was probably 
not not even exaggerating, probably 60 yards short, maybe you know, 70 I, yards short. I actually looked on the, the tracking on the PZ tour. It was 54 yards short at the front of the green. Yeah. And it nearly bounced before it went in the lake. It did, yeah. It was horrendous. But to be fair, the guy got up and down for a bogey. He, he knocked it onto the green. And and, and then you're, you're, he was always hanging in there. But then he just, I don't know. I, I was so confident even before the tournament, and then especially on Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, I was like, right, this is this is Paddy's lose. What am I going to do with, with my winnings? And in the end, he doesn't even place. He finishes T13 after bogeying, bogeying 18. But uh, delighted, or, yeah, delighted for Xander. Well-deserved. It's, it's, he's got that monkey off his back now of, you know, a no-cut event. He can only win at the Olympic, you know, all this all this shite. But uh, good, good. I think it could be a, a first of many for Xander as well. And I hope so. And I'm sure you were delighted as well, Donnie, one of your no, biggest... No, I was, I was. Oh, yeah. and, um, I did see there were some funny sort of, there were some funny jibes up on Twitter about like, oh no, this one doesn't count for Xander either. The Olympics didn't count. The team event didn't count. This one didn't count because someone withdrew and... <laughs> blah, 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 and, and to get, so um, there was heartbreak for some of us. So poor Sahith Tagala um, on 18. Pff, he looked like the winner. So... Um, for anyone who didn't get to see it, Xander did birdie 17 and 18, if I'm not mistaken. So he went and grabbed that trophy. And I've said it on the pod before. I said, I think he's American Lee Westwood, and I think he's a massive bottler, and I don't think he's got the stomach for it, and he's afraid of winning, and all this shit. And mostly, like, I, I, I was sincere in that. But I also was sincere in saying that I would like to be wrong because he is a really likable dude and he's a cracking golfer. Like Tita Green, he's fucking awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, so, he's a good putter as well, Donnie. He's, he's yeah, just he is. all around. Yeah. He's, I'm, I'm still just never, I'm never backing him for a major. Never, ever, ever. Well, listen, I'm I wouldn't never back him. Uh, Donnie, to set the scene properly, uh, Sahit Tagala was one shot clear and it did look like Xander was about to bottle it uh, again, in, in your words. Um, but Sahit Tagala was a shot clear going up the 18. Sahit Tagala took driver. Um, when he probably didn't need to on, on 18, it might have been the wise play to take the bunkers completely out of play. Um, but anyway, he was trying to be brave, trying to go out and win it, which I don't think you can really criticize a guy for. Uh, hits the ball into the left bunker up, unlucky enough that he's up near a face. But then at that point, like you, you can try to hit, hit the hero shot and, and maybe scramble a par, or you can just take take your medicine, chip it out. And trust your your wedge game to get up and down for for a par, and and obviously I'm I'm sure most of you seen what he did. Uh, he fluffed his uh, did did a good impression of Donick actually in, in a bunker, and just, just fluffed <laughs> it and left it proper, in there. Proper bladed the thing, like middle of the ball with the leading edge. Proper bladed, uh, yeah. And then made obviously made bogey. Then ultimately to go back into oh no double bogey was it that he made. He made double. He would have placed for backers, but yeah, it was a kick in the teeth. It seems like every week someone gets a kick in the teeth. Um, whether it's whether it's people on Pereira or you know whoever it is, or Ryan Fox or something. But yeah, that was unlucky. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that was Jesus. What even was it? That was the, the travelers. travelers. That was I the took, travelers. Yeah. Before we move on, Danny, I think it's probably worth giving a shout out to Rory as well. Um, Rory shot a 62 on, on Thursday to open up yeah. and he had one of the weirdest rounds that you'll ever see Rory McIlroy play uh, on the Friday, the second round. So made the turn at, what was he, four under par after trying to back up a 62, absolutely flying. Yeah, so he's 12 uh, under at this stage. He's, Rory, he's Yeah, Rory goes and birdies 11, 
the the par three gets to to 13 under and then he goes out and makes an eight on the par four 12th which the, the par four 12th is a 390 yard par four loses his tee shot left on the the first tee shot puts himself in a terrible it was just it was brutal to watch and then he goes out two holes later uh, on 15 and makes a double bogey so mini collapse from rory couldn't couldn't recover from that um unfortunately not not exactly what you want to be seeing from the guy um but yeah worth worth mentioning that uh yeah. that, that my favorite boy rory obviously he crumbles as usual when he's in the lead so no no real surprises there <laughs> he's fucking seesaw he's he's flawless he's brilliant he's a bottler he's flawless anyway yeah, yeah he finished way back in the end didn't he, he finished yeah he was he was one shot behind Scheffler, unfortunately for me. So I had to I had to pay up brew um fifty dollars. Oh yeah, that was on the side bet. Yeah. It was bollocks as well. Scheffler birdied eighteen, I think, to to go out because it would have been a push. And did he birdie? Yeah, Scheffler fucking birdied eighteen, the prick. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed that on the WhatsApp. It was a little fight within a fight there. Um, yeah, so that was the travelers. There's loads more that went on last week. So next one I want to talk about is a really good dude who'd been in the doldrums and has come back and won. Uh, hey Tong Lee got it done, led from the front, basically wired to wired. Um, the BMW International Open after, um, yeah, and just really emotional scenes on 18. And then, if there is a better post tournament winning interview than this one this year, I can't wait to hear it because this is what Hey Tong Lee had to say. <laughs> It's fucking golf. It's just fucking hard for this crowd. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. Do you know what? To paraphrase him, he wasn't fucking around with that. It all came out, and uh, yeah, good on him. Um, I saw some people criticizing him because he didn't like give Thomas Peters the big, you know, sincere uh, handshake. But this was a guy who was literally had climbed up to maybe the top seventy in the world as a twenty-two year old. And look, you know, he's he's from China, so this could be, you know, the, the watershed moment for Chinese golf, and, and he could be the leading light and just unprecedented, um, you know, kind of Hideki Matsuyama-esque kind of following. And then his whole game fell apart. He tanked. He dropped way out of, maybe, was he out of top 500 in the world? He, was, he, he forgot how to drive a golf ball, basically. Yeah. So he, he was just basically scrambling all around a, a course for three, four years. And he was very, very close to quitting to to packing the game in altogether. He's gonna give and, it up. He's gonna because he was shy. Like he was, he was in a laughing laughing stock there for a while. Like, look at this fella. He can't even he can't even shoot less than you know five over, six over, uh, missing cuts and stuff. He's consistently towards the bottom of the leaderboard, and some something's changed for him. Um, and yeah, not like did you see the the playoff by any chance, Danny? I, on? I didn't see any of it now. Um, being totally honest with you, but he he dropped down as far just. He dropped down like to like the bot like I think he was nine hundredth in the world or something at once. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and now he's back up to after his win, he's now up to two hundred and fifteenth. So, but he was as high like his highest ranking was thirty sixth in mm. the world. Yeah, like, he, he was up there. Those World Golf Championships, I think, was it was the HSBC. He was he was featured on those leaderboards. He was he was unreal. He was a, a young. Young stud and then just lost his way, which shows you how kind of fickle the game of golf is. But um, yeah, just the, the playoff. He went to a playoff with with Thomas Peters. Um, how Tong Lee was basically the runaway winner, got clawed back a little bit by by Thomas Peters. And Ryan, Ryan Fox, Fox again. Uh, yeah, Ryan Fox could could have got there again, but uh, just just fell a little bit short. At least you didn't have uh, playoff heartbreak again with him, Donny. So true. Um, how how Tong Lee was 
on the green in two hit two crazy shots. Like both of them looked like they were in the water and, and managed to survive in both. How Tong Lee is greenside in two. Thomas Peters is in the bunker in two. So it's advantage How Tong. Uh, Peter sticks to probably 15 feet, I'd say, for birdie, something thereabouts. And How Tong, it looks like a very straightforward up and down from where he was. And he chunks, or not chunks, he tins a chip all the way down to about 50 feet across the green. So his head must have been scrambled. Somehow managed to gain the composure to go and knock in a 50-footer. 50-footer, um, yeah. 50-footer right in the middle as well. It was unbelievable. And then Peter's, I'm sure he's like, what the fuck is after happening here? Uh, Peter's misses the pot. How Tong loses his shit, goes crazy. And to be fair, he'd like the usual, the usual etiquette in golf is once you you sink your final pot, you go over, shake your opponent's hand, and then then go and celebrate. But uh, How Tong hadn't won for uh, I don't know how long, so he probably forgot what the, the winning etiquette was and just just went just absolutely nuts. And fairly, yeah, started crying on his knees, crying. It was good to see, like, and, and that's that's the one thing that everyone's saying about live golf is that um, How Tong was playing for however many millions probably one point something million or there, I don't know probably less than that actually um and that's a celebration those are the scenes that you get and then live golf you know you might get a little fist pump out of someone if they if they nail a, a pot to win 3.7 million so yeah great look great great to see unlucky for Peters unlucky for Brew that's that's the real reason he's not on the podcast today he's still emotionally recovering from um losing to how Tong Lee in a playoff but I'm sure Brew will be back back stronger next week yeah, that's exactly it. Now it was, it was another great tournament as well, and it, it seemed like uh, yeah, it seemed like it was a, a pretty decent golf course as well. So that's always something that you like. Uh, other stuff that went on. So two more. Um, I'm actually going to leave Lexi Thompson to last because no, do you know what? We're going to do the women's US the women's PGA now, um, just because this was actually really fucking hard to watch. So I watched a bit of this on Sunday, um, Lexi. So everyone knows like the US Open last year, Lexi Thompson blew a five shot lead. And just the poor girl has got just it's this this outward fear of putting like you can actually see the tension you can see the tension in the stroke you can see her clenched you know the, the clenched jaw the 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 clasp the, the clammy hands the whole thing so she got um a one stage on Sunday she got into a two shot lead and then bogeyed four and six she had just a real horror show with the putter like because she's so good teeth to green um and you like. It was a, it was it was an outward meltdown. You see guys, you see guys melt like having a meltdown, but they look quite calm, like like a duck on a pond, whereby, you know, on the face of it, they look as if they've got their 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 shit together. But poor Lexi, just you could tell she wants it so bad, and uh, yeah, it didn't go her way again. So she she finished a shot back of um, of Chung In Gi, who uh, hadn't won in a few years actually. Um, so she took advantage. She won it on five under. I got close, so I'd, I'd a third and a second this week because I I was um, I was on Minji Lee uh, Min Woo Lee's sister to go back to back for majors because she's playing great. She finished four under, just one back. Um, she was a short price, but so I didn't do her each way. But yeah, poor Lexi. Um, did you see any of this? I did. I saw. A little bit of Saturday, but Sunday I was uh, stuck in the pub, so I didn't see didn't see a whole lot of it to be honest. Uh, fair enough. No, it was just, you know it was not a particularly enjoyable to watch because it was a really bad. It, 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 I'm not saying it was Van der Velde. It was just 
you just felt like she could miss a a four inch putt. Um, just yeah, and her head was kind of gone. But like, she keeps contending, and I really hope like it will be great if she can win one. Um, ah, really- yeah, she'll be she'll be back. She'll be back. Yeah. she's too good, too good not to. And just just to make things, just to give her a little bit more of a kick, and when she's down, um, they got fined. <laughs> oh, for slow play, fine for for slow play. Um, had, yeah. They had they had JT, and I think JT said it actually pretty rightly. Um, on Twitter, JT was like, "Listen, I hate slow play. We all do. This was Sunday of a major championship with it all on the line. Maybe don't find them for slow play in this situation. Maybe give them a little bit of leeway." Yeah. But, oh, obviously, the slow play was not doing her any favors. Um, luckily, her I think her winnings. Her winnings would have been seven figures this week, or near enough, and her fine was two grand, so she'd be oh, all right. Whatever. Yeah, you can you get over that. You live with that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, live with it, huh? Hey. Uh, stop. And lastly, finish on a positive note, especially seeing as it's the, the week of the Irish Open. We had uh, one Padraig Harrington back in the, the winner's enclosure, winning his, uh, his first senior major championship. His first senior championship full stop as well I think I don't think he's won on the seniors tour before oh yeah well I mean he's only played has he played four maybe four? yeah he's, he's he's new I think he could dominate that tour to be honest he was oh he could he absolutely the way, the way he closed it out on Sunday was was unbelievable he had a, a I think it was a three foot putt for par four foot putt for one of those ones that you just yeah. uh if Will Zalatoris is standing over you're ripping up your your betting ticket if you're on him but obviously Paddy Paddy the the three-time major winner was able to to slam it in the back of the cup in yeah. the wee hours of the morning over here in, uh, yeah. in Ireland and, and go and take his first uh, first senior major. So it really, like, it's a one-shot win, but it really did not um, tell the full story of what went down on Sunday. So he went into Sunday with a sh- six-shot lead. And to be honest, it was done. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought it was done. And then just out of nowhere, Steve Stricker just would start, like, so 10 under was a winning score. Steve Stricker just went on the tear and shot a Sunday 65, which was six under. So he started the day three under, got up to nine under, you know, birdie 12, birdie 14, and then birdied 17 and 18 to just absolutely slam the pressure on Harrington. Um, like, it's mad. Stricker's 65 actually included, like, four bogeys, um, which is mental. Um, it was a par 71. So Harrington looked like he was on the ropes. Like, the lead was six, and it was five, and it was four, and it was three, and it was two, and I think very... Like, yeah, briefly it was one. And then Harrington pulled out just an absolute raker, like the 30-footer across the green on 15 um, to stop the bleeding. Um, yeah. we made And, and the, the Harrington fist pump was out that we, you know, we'd last sort of seen in uh, in in Oakland Hills all those years ago. Uh, so, yeah, it was brilliant. Like, listen, it's the seniors to her. It's still cool. It's a major championship. Obviously, we're not going to start saying that, you know, Harrington's back and he's going to contend at St. Andrews. Um, but would you rule him out? No, you, you totally wouldn't if the wind blows because he top, top 30, top 40 bet for sure. Yeah, he really, yeah, exactly. So, um, we, we were quite hopeful we'd get a word with him this week. Um, because apart from obviously, you know, it's just his presence as a three time major champion at his home open, um, he's also kind of in the process of heightening the profile of this new putting green in uh, in Marley Park. That is probably going to get trampled on by a bunch of Red Hot Chili Peppers fans this week. Anyway, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, we'll try and get we'll try and get a word of him, but I don't know if we will after last week. I'd say he's got loads and loads of media commitments. But uh, congrats to Harrington. That's I mean, does that count as major number four? I don't really. That does. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll give it to him. Ah, fuck it. We will. Yeah. Go on. Go on. So that means Bernard Langer has about sixty-two major. <laughs> yeah. Eclipses Tiger and Jack and all the rest of them. Yeah, so that, that's all that was going on this week. Um, and that's thankfully most of that chat is all on the course chat. So, um, in yeah, terms for of, once, isn't it? Yeah. And Jesus fucking hell, let's just stick to that because I so am over talking about the other thing. Obviously, yeah. we will keep providing you guys with newsworthy when, when it's actually worth talking about when shit happens. Like, very quickly this week, new guys who are going over to Saudi. Carlos Ortiz, not a massive surprise. He's following Abe Answer's compatriot over. What was a surprise is Matt Wolf is going. So Matt Wolf is taking a big risk with his career. Obviously, he's not. It's well documented that documented that he wasn't enjoying his time with the PGA Tour. He wasn't enjoying the grind. You know, everything is easy when you're playing well and you're contending in US Opens when you've just turned pro. But then when your game starts to slide, there's a whole host of stuff that goes with it. Remains to be seen. Um, he spoke about um, his love of college golf and team golf, and that was a big. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Of course, that was the reason why he went to live golf. It wasn't it to do with the garden. grow the game, Danny? He's trying yeah. to grow the game. Yeah, do you know? But there, there's probably an element. Like he's he's a guy who's a massive like sports fan, and he's a massive supporter of the NHL and the NBA and blah blah blah. Maybe there is there's probably an element of truth in him saying, Oh, I love to I, I want to get back as being part of a team, but like it's such a I don't think there is Danny. I, I don't think first of all, I think that's that's just bollocks, bullshit, yeah, whatever you want to call it. And I, I'm trying, I also think I'm trying to be kind to him. Ah, well, look, I don't think it's a surprise either. I think he's one of the if, if you're if you went through the whole whatever, however many players there are on the PGA tour, he'd be one that you put a circle around saying, Yeah, no, no surprise at all if he leaves. The guy guy's been on the slide for a long, long time doesn't yeah, but, seem. I mean, on, on the slide is fine, but I mean, he's only starting his career. That's, well, he like, he you know, he's only starting his career. Do you know what I mean? He's got. Has he got a PGA Tour victory? Yeah, he has a couple at least. Oh, he's got one, hasn't he? Has he no, won? I think he's more than that. Um, but anyway, great, great, great talent. Um, obviously a, a unique golf swing, and I, I think, I think the the live tour is probably where he belongs. To be honest, I think that's that's his. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him for it. I think it's a good move for him personally. Yeah, I mean, look again. I'm for, I'm I'm long past having any kind of expectation that these guys are going to make a moral stand of any sort. Um. So yeah, whatever. Like so that that the Portland is taking place this week. Um. I will get into it. We'll get, I think that's enough talking talking backwards. Right? Let, let's let's look forward and let's let's um actually yeah. give give the people what they want and and maybe Honestly, a couple of maybe a couple of betting tips. Let's do some goddamn picks. There we go. I think if you get John Ram in the final group on Sunday, I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done. Because the winner this week is going to be my, my one and done pick. I put, put it on Twitter. Put, put my put my cards down on, on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually, I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think you can get him. Straight off the bat, not even going to waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns previous winners bought over 22 to 1 I think that's an absolute value bet there my third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama I got him at 18s this morning right um, let's 
let's we have to start in Mount Juliet, obviously. So we're going to be on course for most of the week. Um, we're going to try and get chatting to as many people as possible. Obviously, it's great to chat for you, you lucky bastard, to chat to Tyrrell today. So there'll be more of that content coming. Um, we usually do this at the end because we always forget. But this week of all weeks is a great one to uh, follow us on Twitter, Finders Fairway. Um, and especially on Instagram this week, Fairway Finders Pod. So we're behind the ropes. We'll be doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to try and get yapping to as many people as we can. And um, a lot of golf shots to be seen um, from some top players. So so do all the socials, and, and, and we'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, in terms of Mount Juliet, I've played Mount Juliet about a dozen times. Um, be honest with you, not a particularly hard golf course. It's a second shot golf course, though. Very much a second shot golf course, like all Jack Nicholas designed golf courses. Um, there are there is so par seventy two. It's seven thousand two hundred odd yards. So it's not that long. Um, aside from there's a couple of really tricky holes. Um, the ninth is diff uh, is a difficult double dog leg. Uh, par five up the hill, and when you're a shot golfer like myself, it feels like it's absolutely endless. Um, these lads will probably still be hitting it in two, mind you. And then the 18th is a bit of a brute. The 18th is a lot like uh, the 18th at Sawgrass. There's, there's, it's a tight, tight drive. There's water all the way up the left, and the green literally is sat over the water. Um, really strong 18th hole. But aside from that, lads, depending on the wind, obviously, <laughs> as we heard from Tyrrell earlier, Tyrrell uh, is hoping that the wind dies down. If the wind does die down, I'm expecting it'll be high teens. Someone might even sneak to 20 under this week. Um. So for context, the World Golf Championship was here now way back when. We're talking 20-odd years ago. Um, and Tiger won it at 25-under. And uh, Retief Goosen was second on 24-under. Him and Sergio Garcia hold the course record, which is a 62 that they did that week. So, I mean, it stood for 20 years, but that's because we haven't been to Mount Juliet very much since. Um, it's a lovely golf course. Though. Like, it is gorgeous. You can, you, you can hit it wherever you want off most tee boxes and you uh, it really is Fair, fairways are so so wide open Very but as I said it, it's second shot look, look at approach guys this week I think the if you have distance off the tee great but if you have an absolute bomber who can hit a green to save his life then maybe that's not the, the strategy for this week yeah um, so yeah sec, second shot golf course as Donnie said is, is the thing to, to figure out on throw, throw everything else out the window and obviously, if a guy is going to have to get to 18 or 19 under, he's going to have to put well. So, yeah, they're probably the two, two factors you're looking in. Because it's DP World Tour, I haven't dug into the data because the data a lot of time just isn't available yet. It's certainly not available historically. They've done a bit better recently. but uh, So I'm going, I'm going based on form. And then, uh, so we've got five guys. And actually, I'm being... I'm, seeing as we don't have Brew with us this week, I'm going... This is an ode to Mike Rowan in that I am just picking favourites indiscriminately this week. <laughs> Let me, so, so this the favourite finders are back. Yeah, the favourite finders. Brew, this is a tribute to you, fella. So I'll give you my five. Um, and I, I, I don't have any in the States. I don't have any anywhere else, but I want I want to have an Irish Open winner. Back all, the whole field, why don't you? Yeah, well, I'm backing all the favourites. So, um, Jesus, hang on. Let me do, let's do the... Let's do the old field really, really Oh, quick. well, we should have run through the odds, shouldn't we, before we get in? Let's do that before we start making picks. We're all over the place without Brew, aren't we? Brew oh, back, Brew. He's the glue. Brew is the glue. And I am the poet, apparently. Really? Says who? Oh, well, that, that rhymes, mate. So, oh, does it? Well, Brew is the glue, yeah. <laughs> right, so favourite is... So Shane Larry's going to be favourite. Um, you can get him at... 
was it eight to one? Did I see eight to one? Really short. On like points bet, was it? Yeah, on points bet. Of course, our partners, our our uh, our POCs, should we say? Um, and if I could navigate their website better, I wouldn't be stalling like I am. It's a rookie, <laughs> aren't you? No, so you can get Shane on points bet at nine to one. Um, so it's great seeing an Irishman top of the board. Obviously, Rory would have been favourite, but he's 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 very understandably skipping this week. Like he's been a great supporter of the Irish Open. He saved the he saved the fucking tournament when it was in the doldrums um, and needed a sponsor. So no, uh, just just disappointing for the tournament, but no ill feeling towards Rory for that decision at all. So yeah, Larry's nine to one. We got Seamus Power is homecoming. This is brilliant. What a year he's had. You get him a fourteen to one. I mean, I'd love to back him, but I can't back him a fourteen to one, and it's a bloody decent field too. Uh, you got Thomas Peters eighteen to one alongside our new best friend Terrell Hatton, Ryan Fox is twenty twos, Aaron Roy and Jordan Smith, who was quite impressive for long periods last week at twenty fives. Uh, the tall pole, <laughs> Adrian Moronk at thirty threes, along with the feminine champion Lucas Herbert and Rasmus Hogard. And then we'll round it out with you've got five guys of 40 to one, including Adjarnaus, Minwoo Lee, Pablo Razabal, Bobby Mack, and Roman Langask. Beautiful. Well said, yeah. Donnie. It's a pretty strong field now, in fairness. Yeah, it's 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 not bad, but I, I do listen, I'll I'll I've three picks, right? So I'll I'll just rattle through them really quickly, right? So I'm I'm actually I'm actually staying away from the favorites this week. So going against the usual um, favorite okay. finders, uh, I love to hear that because now favorite finders thing that you and Brew yeah. usually incorporate. You know what I mean? Um, so pick number one and the biggest fancy of the week is Romain Langask, as you mentioned, who's available at forty to one on points bet. Um, local locally, obviously, you can't access points bet from here in Ireland, so he's thirty three to one on Paddy Power. Uh, so Romain Langask, why am I backing him? So we talked about uh, this being a second shot golf course. Romain Langask is 13th on approach across the DP World Tour this season. And this season he's had a, just a, a great string of results. So he's three top 10 finishes uh, in his last five starts. He's been fifth at the BMW last week, seventh at the Scandinavian mixed, and he's been eighth at the, the British Masters as well. So he's a guy coming... Uh, coming to Mount Juliet, who's full of confidence. He's a previous winner on tour. He's won the Welsh Open, which uh, for any of you that are good at geography, uh, Wales to, to Kilkenny in Ireland is not that far away. So he's proven that he can win in this part of the world. And he's also got a, another two top tens down in uh, down South Africa uh, early on in the year. Oh, God, I'm going to accents back. Yeah, if I can run on, Bruce. Uh, so he, he missed the, he missed the call last year. To be fair, at Mount Julia, but he's had nowhere near the, the same sort of form coming into to that event as he has to this event. And I think he's going to fancy fancy his chances here at um, whether it's thirty three to one, whether it's forty to one, whatever you can get him at. I think Romain Langask is definitely one to to put on your radar. And um, the, the Frenchman uh, pick number two is. A little bit of a bigger price, and it's the hundred to one of Maximilian Kiefer, the German. Um, so Max, I think, represents a, a lot of value this week. So again, going back to the the approach aspect of it, he played his home open in Germany last week, the BMW, and he was third in the field on stroke scale and approach. And um, so he'll arrive full of confidence in Ireland with uh, with the irons in hand. That's not just a flash in the pan, though. He's been 12th 
on approach all season on the DP World Tour. So he's a consistent uh, approach player. Four events in the last four weeks, his, resu- uh, his results have been 26th last week at his home open, 7th at the Scandinavian Open. He missed the cut at the European Open, and then he was 14th at the Dutch Open. So three top 26 finishes in the last four weeks. Uh, and he also, going back to last year, had two runner-up finishes across the season and also got himself into the DP World Tour Championships which uh, myself and Donny got to to look down and uh, you know ha- have a watch. We didn't see him, I don't think, Donny, unfortunately. But uh, whatever. Well, I tell you what, we go at it again this year. We, we go at it. Well, listen, if your morals will allow you, we'll, we'll head over there. But we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, Max Kiefer, he was 39th here last year. He shot three rounds under par. Had a terrible Saturday. Uh, not terrible. He shot a 74 two over par. But Saturday, as we know, is moving day. So he went backwards instead of going forward. So um, I think he can way outplay his odds at 100 to 1. You're getting eight places each way in a lot of firms out there. So I would definitely recommend a, a slight investment in, in Max Kiefer. And then pick number three, I had to throw an Irish man in there, but I'm not just throwing him in there because he's Irish. It's because I think he's just about to come back into another little streak of form. And that is... He's from Dublin, obviously, but look, I won't hold that against him. And that's that's Niall Kearney. Um, so Niall Kearney, he's a hundred to one. Um, this week he's bigger in in places as well. Uh, he's a former Walker Cup player, so obviously lots of class in his his DNA. And as I said before, he's just he's streaky. So he comes into form, goes out of form, and I think we're just about to catch him on a, a little wave of form. So his best result of the season or joint best result of the season was last week in Germany um, where he finished 15th overall. But the, the key stat to look at is that he finished first on approach um, across the whole field, which included a lot of classy players, Fox, Peters, um, and, and a bunch of others as well. So leading the, leading, uh, leading the field in approach in that sort of a field is not a, not a bad thing at all. That's and again, Impressive. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, big. That's really impressive. Big stat, yeah. And again, it's it's not a not a flash in the pan for him. He's uh, he's twenty first on approach for the season, well, even though he hasn't been having a great season at all. To to be honest, uh, he missed the cut here last year. I will forgive him that. I think hundred to one. I think he's as big as hundred to fifty to one in places. I think Niall Kearney, He's gonna enjoy being back home. Uh, I think he's as I said just coming into a little, hopefully a little wave of form. And I think. Get Niall Kearney each way. Get him, get him in your top twenties, your top thirties, whatever you're going to do. I think we're going to see Niall Kearney's name hanging about uh, over the weekend. So that's that's demo three picks. Biggest one, biggest fancy. If I had one, it'd be Romain Langask, thirty three to one. I got him at. He's also forty to one on points bet. Max Kiefer, hundred to one, and Niall Kearney, hundred to one. But he's as big as hundred and fifty to one in places. So those are my three. Very good. Yeah. So um, I like that and. So I'm not backing Niall Kearney, but if I was going to have a dip on one of the Irish boys this week, it definitely would be him. Price is going to be really, um, really attractive. I'm just checking because we're all about value on this podcast and we're all about finding winners, but like big prices on the Betfair Exchange, what can we get Niall Kearney at? I'm going to guess it's going to be north of 200 to 1. I'd say 200 at least. Yeah, so you can get him at 240 to 1. I'm actually going to... I'm gonna stick a couple of euro on that. That's win only. I don't. I don't think he's gonna win that. I think, yeah, I think so he'll be top the ten. The of the exchange is, and I've been doing this for a while now. Is the cash out function on Betfair Exchange 
it doesn't require you to place manual lay bets and work work the work the optimal um lay stake out to get yourself profit it actually it does it for you so you just cash out whatever you want and it will just put you in a better position so i've been using it recently and making consistent profit the thing with Noel Kearney is 240 to one if Noel Kearney is within three of the lead after day one It'll come in a little if he's within two. If you get to Saturday and he's within three of the lead, you're now looking at him at maybe 33 to one, and you can lay that off and make a few quid. Yes. So, uh, yeah, 240 on the exchange if you want to go there. So, I've got five, um, because I want a winner, as I mentioned. Um, and I am gone, I am gone top of the board because these five are just screaming at me. Um, so I'm going to start uh, with the shortest price guy. So, listen. Thomas Peters is just playing really... He's looking like Ryder Cup Thomas Peters. He's fixed the consistency with his driver out. He's already won this year. Has he won twice this year? No, he won He won the HSBC Championship earlier in the year. Yas Links. Yeah, uh, Yas Links. Second last week, he was tied ninth at the Sudal Open. He was top 10 at the Dutch Open. He made the cuts at the US and the PGA. Um, had a stinker at the Masters, but we'll forgive him that. Um, he's just he's such a classy player. So eighteen to one, you can get him at. I see no reason on this golf course when he can just swing from the fence off the tee, and, and the rest of his game is looking sharp. I see no reason why he won't contend. Donny, I found it so hard to leave him out this week. He, he was yeah. also, I think, he was twelfth here last year as well. So he, he's played the course. He knows the course. He's in great form. I think he's. Is he the class player of the field? Maybe on four? Um, probably. I, I think Larry's yeah, probably the class player, but we'd say Shane Larry. So he Peters shot Peters is excellent. Yeah. And and last he was very consistent here last year. He shot 70, 69, 68, 69. So very decent, very solid. Um he was yeah. now he was he was seven back of Lucas Herbert, but Lucas won by three. Um yeah, so I think great pick. Yeah. You just want if you just want to have Make sure you have someone in the mix on Sunday. Just back Thomas Pierce. Just do it. Even the top 10, Donnie. I, I didn't see the odds from top 10, but I think he's almost nailed on to... to oh, nailed to on. There. But it'll be... It'll be you'll, you'll be getting even money on him or something. Not much better. Yeah. Than, honest. Yeah. Um, second pick, uh, the fucker. Like, so a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I said that my like banker of the entire year was Ryan Fox to win the Dutch Open. I Just the course, all the setup, all the data points. And he fucking had a three-shot lead on the 18th, made a double bogey, lost in a playoff. But he has five top tens in a row on the DP World Tour. He also made the cut at the USPGA. Was it the USPGA made the cut at? He made the cut at one of the majors, but not the other. Um, he obviously likes the set the setup at DP World Tour. Slightly easier, slightly more gettable. Um, so yeah, his his last five on the on the DP World Tour, third, second, tied second, tied eighth, tied ninth, and then the next two tied fifteenth, and then at the Raz Al Khaimah Classic he won it. So I got him a twenty eight to one on the exchange, which is massive. I think it is Donnie, Yeah, it is. But my only my only has and I actually did a bit of research on him because I was hoping to grab a word with him today. Hopefully, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, um, he's missed a cut at the Irish Open the last three years in a row. That's a little bit, I don't know, maybe maybe he goes out on the Guinness night before. I'll ask, if I can get a chance to ask him, you know, and I, I won't judge anyone if they go out, arrive in Ireland on the Tuesday, go heavy on the sauce Tuesday, Wednesday, bit hungover Thursday, then maybe you'd go for a few settlers Thursday night and, and you end up missing the call on the front. I don't know. I'd, lo- I'd love to love to get the chat to him and pick his brain. Tell you, what, on it. 
God help, God help Kilkenny if Sun JM ever arrives to play. Ah, stop. Place we drank dry. Ah, stop, yeah. You madman. Casinos in there. It's okay. Casinos. Yeah, there is. In, there is, is there. There's one. There's one called the Riverside in Kilkenny, and I have been in there at five a.m. Absolutely langered, losing about four hundred quid. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, you, you, you and Sanjay two peas. Yeah, probably losing it to sixteen-year-old Sanjay at the time. I didn't even know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, th- these are these are the intangibles actually. The Irish Open, maybe lads are just down here to go on the piss. Yeah, but well, well, Fox is in such form as, as um, I'm sure you'll get into it on the form he's in is just outrageous. Yeah, no, the form the form speaks for itself, and another win is very close. And I mean, this is there's eight million quid on offer here, so that's I don't know what the, the purse off hand at the BMW. There's no way it was eight million. Uh, Let's find out because the wonders of the internet. Just um, frantically typing. Jesus, the purse was two million last week. Holy shit! Yeah, I think I think Harrington won more for winning the seniors than Houtong did for winning. Yeah, yeah, Houtong Houtong won three hundred and forty grand. Um, on the two million purse. Out of bed for that. Four times the size. So maybe maybe Ryan Fox won't actually just go mad on the points. He'll only have a couple. So um, next pick. I'm taking Langask as well. I'm not even going to touch on it. You've said everything that needs to be said in terms of his approach play and his form. 40 to 1. Give me that. Absolutely. I was going to back him last week. And did he finish top five last week? I should know that, shouldn't I? He was up there anyway. He was, he was up there, we'll say. Yeah. I think he was top oh, okay. 15. Yeah, he's only 27. No, he was fifth. He was tied fifth. Oh. Um, he's only 27 as well, which uh, I thought he was all, I thought he'd been around longer than that. But yeah, 41, we'll have him. And then two more guys of 41. One of my favorite golfers on the DP World Tour is Adrian Arnaus. Bombs it. Great putter also. Won the Catalonia Championship a few weeks ago. He was tied 30th in the US PGA. Um, then missed the cut at the US Open. Forgive him that. He'll love this layout because he bombs it. And he's an excellent putter. I think forty to one is way too big a price for him. And if if we didn't, if we took Shane out of the field, if we took Shane and Peters out of the field, Adri would be third or fourth favorite. Um, there's massive value there for me. Um, and then finally, I'm gonna take Minwoo Lee, who only seems to turn up when it matters. He seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a big, a big game, a big game player. So. Um, here last year, like he won the Scottish last year, won the Scottish Open last year. Um, he tied 14th at the Masters earlier this year. He was top 30 at the US Open as well. Um, he was top 20 here last year. So he's tied 17th here last year and was pretty solid. Uh, he's 40 to 1 as well. Obviously, he wants to reclaim some bragging rights off his sister, who has now won a, a major and comes second in the next major. Uh, and I think this is a really, really good setup for him as well. Um, he was, he was. 12th strokes gained off the tee at the US Open. So to do that in that field on that track is very head turning. And 40 to 1, I'll absolutely have that. So there were five Thomas Peters, 18s, Ryan Fox, 28s, and then three guys at 40s Adrian Arnaus, Roman Langask, Minwuli. Yeah, I'd like to think between those two, Donnie, we have, we have the winner somewhere between what do we have? Seven different players between us. Yeah, like, I mean, Absolutely. Is it conceivable that Shane Larry wins the Irish Open again? Yes, obviously. I don't think he will. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it, but here's a nice here's a nice little clip for you to play next week. I don't I don't think Shane Lowry is gonna win the, the Irish Open this week. I could see Seamus Power. I, I'd probably put Seamus Power ahead of him in terms of chances to win it, but I think Shane's had his chances so far. 
I don't like the media obligations that both guys are going to have to wade through this week. Yeah. And that's just how it is at your home open. And, and I think, especially for Seamus, I think this is a celebration of the year he's had as opposed to a huge opportunity for him. Like, if he goes and wins the Irish Open, like, you know, you got to remember with Seamus Power, he's lived in Oklahoma for 15 years. He's obviously yeah. an Irishman. He's a great he's a great man. He's from Waterford. All that he's away. But, you know, he's he his home is in the States and has been for over a decade. So. Well, I'd say his home is in Waterford and his, his new home is in the... Well, yeah, fair. And to be honest, a Waterford man in Kilkenny... And for anyone that doesn't know, Waterford Kilkenny, fierce rivals. Yeah. Um, so you might get a good reception. There might be a few booze thrown in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. If they, if they don't know what's going on. Yeah, never know. Never know. But uh, look, we'll move on to um to probably the, the least attractive field of the week. And that is the John Deere Classic. Live, live Golf in Portland. Yeah, you're damn right. The oh, least sorry. attractive field of the week is the John Deere Classic, which is taking place on the PGA Tour. Um, just just a really, really disappointing field. So Daniel Berger headlined the field for a long time before he withdrew. Um, apparently injured. He's not going to... And, uh, I, I, I quote, he was gutted to miss this. Yeah. Yeah. Where's his PR man there? Like, come on, maybe Dan, maybe use a different word. Because first of all, you're not English. And, and second of all, you know, the other stuff that's going on. Um, but <laughs> the, the John Deere Classic is at TPC Deer Run. It's in Illinois, the Midwest of the United States. It's a par 71, 7,289 yards. We have bent grass greens. It's, to be honest, it's a bit of a nothing golf course. Like, there's nothing really that stands out about it. Can, um, can, it I just, can I just say something really quickly? Go on. If you back Charlie Hoffman, I'm leaving this podcast. I didn't. No, I actually didn't, to be fair. So don't, don't, don't criticize me for that one. But uh, what I will do is I'll read you through uh like we're talking about ryan our lucas glover is our defending champion and he won that event last year from ryan moore and kevin na who's uh, obviously no longer with us on the pga tour and um, best of luck to him and then we had no no tournament in 2020 because of covid 2019 dylan fratelli beat russell henley uh, it's, it's actually tough reading this like 2018 Michael Kim won it by eight oh, strokes stop. oh please just stop no hang on he won no, it by eight stop. strokes from Bronson Burgoon Joel Damon Francesco Molinari and Sam Ryder Amazing. so yeah. listen obviously John Deere produced fantastic tractors as far as I understand but do they produce good golf fields no they don't, no, they don't. Um, getting on to the betting markets really quickly so we have Webb Simpson as our favorite at the best price, 14 to 1. You have Adam Hadwin, 18 to 1. Sahid Tagala, 25 to 1. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 28. Chuck, Charles Howell, the third, 30s. Patrick Rogers, Scott Stallings, Maverick McNeely, Brendan Todd, Adam Long. Jay, like it, it's just brutal. Honestly, this, is, this, this could be a corn ferry event. And, and I wouldn't know. Bar Webb Simpson and maybe Adam Hadwin. But yeah, it's. Look, it, it's not um not one for the the purest, I would say. Well, so actually, so how many major champions have we got in the field? Well, we've got Lucas Glover, we've got Webb Simpson, Francesco Molinari, Webb Simpson, Jason Day. There's four. Jason Day's not in the field, is he? He is there. Is for he? now, anyway, until his hamstring yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, still four major champions. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zach Johnson, five. Yeah. How many are in the Irish? Lowry, 
Ah, uh, we could be here all day. I haven't, I haven't got a lot oh of my God. Break. Oh my God. Anyway, um, only Lowry. <laughs> so you, you have no, no Harrington. Yeah, Harrington, Harrington. In respect, and now he's four-time major champion. So now we got probably more too. Yeah, no, it definitely isn't. So you got no picks, Donny, do you? I ha- I'm going to give you one because I wanted to back him for the US Open, and he posted a top ten last week. I yeah. would be, I'll have a quick nibble on Scott Stallings. He's just really solid. He's been on the turf for a long time. He wins sort of intermittently, like in three and four year gaps. He's playing some really nice golf this year. Um, tied eight last year, tied fourth at the Charles Schwab, um, tied sixteenth at the Valspar, which I really like as well because that's a super tough golf course. So I'll take I'll take him at whatever price he is. Aside from that, aside from that, God Almighty, keep me away from it. Yeah, it's not not great, and I'm actually the field is that bad. I'm mid trying to pour a can here, and um, so you have to you have to excuse me just to get through this. Uh, talking about the John Deere, you know, you need a nice a nice fresh can. But I actually, do you know what? I have three Days picks. Job are tougher than others. Yeah, you know, I'm fe- I'm actually feeling good about these three picks. So my the, the biggest fancy that I have is a guy that I backed. Um, I mentioned last week, and I backed him to be top top forty at a decent price, and that is John. Huh. Oh yeah, I suppose say, huh? Huh? Ah, there you go, John Ha. Ah. Uh, so John Ha is uh, he's sixty six to one, and he's playing some great golf at the moment. So last three tournaments that he's teed it up in, um, he was twelfth at the Charles Schwab, he was twenty fifth at the Canadian Open, and he was thirteenth at the Travelers last week. Very accurate off the tee, which obviously never hurts, particularly around this sort of uh, it's a tree lined golf course in uh, in Illinois. So. Uh, John Ho was seventh here in 2018 and he made the cut last year which was the the other time that he's played it or the more, most recent time that he's played it and I just think he's billing towards some sort of a good performance some sort of a whether it's a top five whether it's a challenge for a win I think I think Johnny Boy is primed and ready to go to have a challenge this week especially in, in the field that we're on about um, pick, pick number two is Adam Schenk at 50 to 1 um, so Adam Schenk, he's just a, another guy that you wouldn't think about backing for the most part in any of these, you know, good, good or decent field events. Um, but he does have three top fin- three top ten finishes to his name this season. He missed the cut last week, but before that, he was twenty fourth at the U.S. Open, which is no mean feat. And he, yeah, twenty sixth at Memorial the week before as well. So proved that he has a bit of game about him. He was fourth here last year. He was sixth in twenty nineteen. So clearly. Loves the course, you know, two top 10 finishes in the last two times he's teed it up. And similar to, to Johnny Boy, I think this is a, a great opportunity for him to put his, uh, put his you know, name top of the leaderboard for most, if not all, of the weekend. Um, so John Hall is 66 to 1, Adam Schenk is 50 to 1. And last but not least is the man who we've been missing on the, the PGA Tour over the last uh, four months or thereabouts, three, four months. And that's uh, Canadian Taylor Pendrith. Who's finally oh, back in the good. field? Good to see him back. Yeah, Taylor Pendrith is seventy-five to one in places this week. Uh, he hasn't teed it up since the Players Championship back in March because he's been battling injuries on and off so much. So he had to miss his his home open um, a few weeks ago. Uh, finished thirteenth at the Players the last time he he teed it up, which is given the the, the shit show that was finishing t thirteen is is a Pretty pretty good achievement, I would say. Uh, 20, uh, 15 starts this season, four top 25 finishes. Taylor Pendrith's a guy that has tons of ability. 
but just needs to get on a nice little run in terms of injuries. He hits, so, a, he hits a, a fucking mile. Yeah, yeah. So he has the class to win it. He has the he has the game to win it. But it's just a case of if his body can stand up to four days of golf. But I'm willing to take a little little nibble each way on him at seventy five to one. Um, so big fancy John Huss sixty six to one. Second in line, Adam Schenk, 50s, and then Taylor Pendrith at 75 to 1 is, is last but not least. Asher, look, we might as well throw a couple of darts. Like, this is one where if you actually pick a winner in this field, you really do know your shit, to be honest, because it's yeah. so easy. It's so easy to just keep back in JT or keep back in Morikawa or whoever, you know, or, or Cameron Smith. If you can actually find a 70 or 50 to 1 winner. In a field like this, you're really paying attention. So, uh, like, yeah, I think I think you have to. I think if you're back in Scott Stallings for the record is thirty three to one, uh, Donny best price. I think if, if you're back in anybody under forty to one, like you're just you're you're a madman to be honest. I'm not saying you're a madman, Donny. You, you know your stuff, but literally are you dickhead? Um, yeah, I suppose them. Yeah, for but for the most part, <laughs> just just t- take a look at somebody fifty. 50 to one and down up to maybe 200 to one. Cause there's going to be some random fella um, winning it this week. I don't think we're going to see a Webb Simpson. You might see a few of them contending, but um, yeah, for, for the most part, have a look further down the field. Keep the stakes very, very small. What about as a big price? What about Joseph Bramlett? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I can't say yes. I can't say no. It's like fucking That's anybody winning season. He like he's another guy who hits it. He he hits it a mile. His putting is really poor. Is the real big problem. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at his form. One, two, Jesus, no. Do you know? Forget that. He's one top twenty this season. Forget Perfect. about. Perfect. Uh, Great insight there, Donnie. Thanks for that. Uh, what, about, what about? Hang on, till I just close my eyes and then open it again. What That's about, what you should be doing. Throw the dart. <laughs> Do you know who I opened my eyes on? Grayson fucking Murray, who oh. is just known as this uh, mouth. Basically, he's he's known for the same reason we're known. He's uh, he's he's a bit of a mouth, and he's always oh kidding. yeah, he hates Kevin Nah, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he hates Kevin Nah. It's actually quite funny. He's he's a good follow on Twitter because he's usually given out, and it is yeah. quite funny. like yourself. And Sherlock Danny, we'll we'll just quickly we'll uh, as as you like to say, we'll say the best for last. I know you've been itching to have a chat about it, and that's the uh, Live Golf Series uh, Invitational Number Two, which is taking place at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in Portland, in the United States of America. So it's going to be interesting. You're going to see a lot of stuff coming through on Twitter uh, about player press conferences because obviously we had the the first event in London where all the, uh, oh, the I don't even think you will. I think everyone's asked all the questions and all the journalists have really. Yeah, but we've got new players though, Donnie. We've got Brooks, we've got Bryce and we have a few others who are, and they're now facing the US media for the first time. So I think you're going to see a couple of interesting sound bites um, over the next couple of days. But I think you have to like hate live, love live, whatever, whatever you, you feel about it. I think you have to give a bit of credit to the field that they put together for, for this event. So just to run through the betting and look, you have to say, Donnie, whether you, obviously we know your feelings on it, but it's actually in terms of betting proposition, I think it's, it's not the worst out there for sure. In terms of some of the, some of the odds you can get. So just to run through it really quickly, DJs are seven to one favorite. You have Louis U stays in 10 to one, Brooksy 12 to one, Abe answer 12s, Taylor Gooch 14s, Bryson 16s. And then you have likes of Kevin Nash, Sergio Garcia, Paddy Reed. Pat Perez is 25 to 1. I'm not sure about that. Uh, defending champion Charles Schwartz at his 25s. 
uh, and then the, the list goes on. So I, so my understanding of this course is that it's a, a tight tree line golf course and uh, similar enough to, um, to what we're seeing in Ireland is that approach is the, the key aspect to it. So I'm, I'm going single-handed on this event and <laughs> single-handed, probably not the best choice of words to you. Yeah, speak about that's it. actually brilliant. Well, I want to clip that. You're going sing- single-handed to the Saudi Golf League. Yeah, single You're not yeah, the first and you won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my single, my, my one hand this week, my one hand this week is on uh, Sam Horsfield, 25 to 1. Sam Horsfield leads the European Tour on, uh, on approach. And I think Sam Horsfield, if you flick through the names of the field, most of them are guys who are well-established, made it, they won majors, they won multiple events. Um, but Sam Horsfield is still a guy who has a lot of ability but hasn't really done enough with it. So I think he's going to be one of the more motivated fellas teeing it up in, in Portland um, this week, which I, listen, Donny, I will be watching it for the record on YouTube, um, watching hopefully Sam Horsfield, me and my one hand, watching Sam Horsfield um, lift the, the, the one-handed trophy. Um, so 25 to 1, I get on him. I'll probably go win only. I probably won't bother with each way. But Sam Horsfield is the, the pick for the, the live golf number two. Do they even have a trophy or do they not just give someone a big fucking check? Not sure. To be honest. Yeah, no, uh, no real no feelings towards it. Like, I, I, I will I will agree with you from a betting perspective. There's value there, but I mean obviously, yeah, couldn't give a shit. Strokes gained cash in the bank could be a tough one to to kind of dig well, they're, out they're all, they're all tied first in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Look, um, just to reiterate, we're going to be down at the Irish Open all week. If you're knocking around, actually, like I know we have a bunch of Irish listeners. Hey, come say hello. Um, give us a, send us a tweet. We'd love to go and have a beer, have a catch up, have a yap. Um, all those good things. Uh, if you want to give us a bit of abuse in person, also, I'm open to nice, yeah. I'll just warn you, like I'm six foot three. I'm just saying. Um, I don't have a dig in me though. You'd probably be, I'd say, uh, soft boy. Yeah, fairly soft, fairly soft. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great week. Very much looking forward to that and uh, to seeing my esteemed colleague, Mister Steve Kennedy, in person again. I haven't seen each other in a while. Um, and yeah, hopefully we have Brew back next week. Fingers crossed. Um, because he is missed. Yeah. Brew is the glue. Brew is the glue. Geez, that rhymes, Danny. Yeah, you got there eventually. Yeah. Thanks. All right, we'll leave it there. So, we? 25 minutes of uh, deep thought about that one. Right, we're off. We're gone. Go on. God bless. Thanks, guys. Take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And wherever I go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John he's he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.